The Indian bit that we were referring to, I was well aware of it with Taxman, but you pointed out to me that he basically does it again. It's almost like he's blueprinting himself on Good Morning, Good Morning. So can you discuss the similarities between the two tracks? Yeah, so as you listen to the both of these solos, you would think, well, you know, they're, they're different keys, they're in different tempos, they're completely different songs. But in a sense, Paul is really channeling that whole Indian thing. And what was interesting about it is it sort of dawned on me that this whole Indian thing, like, it was huge in the 60s. Every band was going after this. You think about this, the Stones and Paint It Black and like Turn Down Day by Circle or Monterey by Eric Burden, Hurdy Gurdy Man by Donovan, even like Stop Stop by the Hollies. They all had this Indian thing and it kind of all started with George's early passion with the sitar, you know, when he saw one during the filming of Help. The next thing yeah. you know, they're working it into Norwegian wood. George revisits that droning sort of style at the end of I'm Only Sleeping. But here's the interesting thing. Paul's the one that really capitalized on it by putting it in Taxman in Good Morning, Good Morning. Next thing you know, every band is chasing that Indian riff thing down. So it starts with George, but Paul's really the one that electrified it more and made it a rock staple for the era. Yeah. I'll play Taxman again, then I'll play Good Morning, Good Morning. Now, they're going to the sound is very very different because Taxman was used with a different amplifier and obviously a different um album. And Good Morning, Good Morning is a very buzzy, bright, sort of distorted sound. The Vox amps of that era did have a distortion built into them that sounds very much like this. But you'll hear that Indian droning thing going descending and it, during the second half of Taxman. Now, here it is again. Here. Now, yeah. we listen to Good Morning, Good Morning, completely different style, but you're going to hear that same descending riff. And then they do the little double track thing. Yeah, which you pointed out to me, you know, I said to you, it sounds like he doesn't hit the note right on. It's like he climbs up to it a little bit. He's under the note and then kind of climbs up to it. But you pointed out that's because of the double tracking. Yeah, he's not double tracking it per se, like he's playing two guitar parts. They did the artificial double tracking. So if you take that, yeah. just that last riff alone, and you put it on a two track on a separate reel, and you fly it in, by itself, here it is slightly lowered in pitch. So you don't hear it, but when you put them together with that one and the original one, you get... You can hear that the subtleties are very much alike. So Paul gets the credit for the one who electrifies it and makes it become this rock staple that has been visited and revisited for years and years and years. To hear more of this interview, go to Buskin with the Beatles on Patreon. That's www.patreon.com forward slash BWTB.